Hi guys, welcome back to the Like You Already podcast. Today I have the coolest guest. My friend Sophie is a girl boss and started her brain at 15. I don't know about y'all, but at 15 I was having an anxiety attack about my sparkly pink top. So I definitely was not starting a brand. I hope y'all enjoy this episode as much as me. Hey guys, I'm here with my friend Sophie. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> what are your holy grail products under $50? I'm just going to jump right into it. Okay. Um, My favorite foundation for sure is the Catrice HD Liquid Coverage Foundation. It's only $11. Um, really? Yeah, it's my favorite. And then I also really love, um, for fake lashes, I love the Ardell Demi Wispies. And you can get them in like a pack of five for 12 but you can find them cheaper at, like, TJ Maxx and Marshalls. Oh, my God. Yeah, TJ Maxx is, like, the plug sometimes I know, for makeup. I know. It really is. Yeah. And then, is that is that all your products? Um, yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> no, it's fine. So, um, yeah, so foundation, I feel like, is hard to find, like, under $50. Yeah, because my, like, all-time favorite one is um, by Lancome, but it's, like, Fifty dollars. Yeah. So <laughs> unacceptable. Yeah. Whenever I was buying like a ton of foundations for clients, I didn't want to spend fifty dollars on every single one. So I did research, and honestly, the Catrice one is exactly like the Lancome one, but yeah. for like forty dollars cheaper. For sure. Yeah. So um, I have a couple questions, just like an introduction kind of thing. Okay. So, okay, this is kind of like a deep one. You know, we're just gonna jump right in. Okay. So, what in life is holding you back? So, what aspect is like in your life is like holding you back? right now um honestly probably just like the fear of not being good enough Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. being like comparing myself to other people Mm -hmm. and just like body image and just honestly like it holds me back way more than it should but well I think that that's such a hard thing to like overcome too like body image and like the guys I mean I still struggle with the fear of like not being good enough but like I know I'm the shit, so it doesn't really matter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) But, um, so, also, how did we meet, Soph? Um, we met, Sarah and I met, um, my freshman year, I went, (laughs) I, I went into treatment for, like, um, depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and my eating mm-hmm. disorder and stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, there were a lot of rumors going around about mm. where I was. Cause I kind of just fell off the face, face of the, the earth. Yes, exactly. Yeah. People thought I died. Yeah, I every, like, no. And there were just so many stories about like what happened to me and like mm. everybody was like, well, she got sent away, like all this stuff. Ugh. And I was like, no. And so I kind of just posted like this thing on Instagram and it was the longest caption ever. No, um, well, girl, it's your story. Got I literally, it. I literally posted it going into like my math tutor. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like send. All right, yeah. let's do plus two. Yeah. Um. But so I posted like this long thing, and I got, a lot of people reached out to me after that about mm-hmm. for like advice. But Sarah, I like I had like known of Sarah before, but I hadn't met yeah. her or talked to her, mm-hmm. and she just like reached out to me for like advice and stuff and help um and then I don't even know how we started like hanging out well like I just know that like in my freshman year I was not in treatment like I mean I think I actually think that's that summer going into sophomore years when I started so I was like struggling right my freshman year so like to see someone that 
spoke about mental health, I was like, oh my god, I have to reach out to her, like, yeah, you know, because I was just so not even on that level yet. So, um, I want to talk about makeup. If you don't know, Sophie has a brand, and she does people's makeup, and she's bomb at it. <laughs> like, seriously, you're so good. Um, so how did you get your start in makeup? Um, well, I've been doing, like, my own makeup since, well, I started wearing makeup in, like, fourth grade, which is pretty early, but, (laughs) so I've had a lot of time to practice. Yes. But, um, in middle school is really when I started to really love, like, doing it on myself and trying, like, crazy looks. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would just, like, post little looks that I did on my Instagram story, and freshman year, um, this girl that I had, like, known when I was when I was little but like we didn't really talk that much anymore mm-hmm. she direct messaged me on Instagram and was like you're really good like will you do my makeup for prom and I was like <gasps> so someone reached out to you yeah and I didn't even have like a makeup account or anything yet oh, wow. but um yeah and so I was like okay yeah sure and I was <laughs> gosh and I charged her like $25 I was so nervous I remember I was shaking the entire time because oh. I shake I don't, I don't I shake a lot as it is like I guess <laughs> just because of like anxiety, anxiety yeah but like I literally was shaking so much, and I would, I, like, did it out of my bedroom and stuff, makeup, um, and after that day, that's, that look that I did is probably still, like, one of my favorites. Really? Um, yeah. I think I pulled it off. Yeah, good, um, great. Yeah, but I made an account after that, and it kind of just was, like, word of mouth after that, and, um... Yeah, it, it, had a, it had a slow start, but it's definitely picked up for yeah, sure. Yeah, and I would say, like, that's kind of crazy that... Because I feel like if you talk to anyone in their business and they're like, yeah, like, my first whatever, not very good. Like, if you look at my first podcast episode, I'm like, eh. But, like, I don't know. That's great that you, like, nailed it right mm-hmm. off the bat. So, um, how did you... Again, how did you grow your brand? You said it was a slow start, but how did you really just start gaining followers? Um followers I think it was I definitely I would post about it on my Instagram story on my main account a lot Mm. like post about my account and I really just like pushed it on there to the point where it was like really annoying but I didn't care um and then I it kind of happened like exponentially like it was like I would gain a little bit and then like I would do a few people's makeup and then they would tell their friends like my my like idea my like thought process about it is that like every person like will tell two people and or they'll tell more than two but like two of them will take it seriously and then they'll come to you and then they'll tell two people that'll come to you and it kind of just grows through that and I gain like um followers through like hashtags and participating in like giveaways and connecting with other businesses and stuff um yeah but it's definitely yeah it took a while so like let's talk about like you kind of promoting it on your own Instagram and that kind of fear of what other people thought. I mean, like, for me, I put my podcast out there, but I'm kind of at the point in my life where, like, either you can unfollow me if you don't like it or, you know, whatever. Like, I only want people in my life that support me. So, but I know at first I was like, oh, no. Like, I didn't post about my podcast till about a week after I posted my episode. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I even now, like, at school and stuff, because I'm going into my senior year, um, and even at school, like, people will be like, oh, like, Sophie looks, like, mm. like, ooh, girl, like, Sophie looks, like, there's Sophie looks, like, just kind of, like, some people make, like, little snarky comments about it, and, mm, mm-hmm. but honestly, like, if I'm, I'm making my own schedule, I'm choosing my prices, I'm doing everything, like, it's so 
it's so like convenient for me and I know that like not many people my age are doing this um yeah it's like a lot of people just don't understand but I mean as long as I'm doing like what I love and like gosh like even just like the managing like the Instagram side of things like I love that I love just like connecting with people and talking to people um so like I just know like as long as I'm doing what I love like it doesn't really matter what everybody else thinks about it because I think it's pretty freaking cool but. it is cool yeah no I definitely I think like that what you said in the beginning like the fear of not being good enough or whatever it's like thank god you pushed past that because now you're like Sophie looks and you like work on weddings you work on like literally everyone in Murfreesboro's makeup for yeah. prom like or 80k 80k is like a sorority here but it's like you work on so many like people's makeup for prom formals mocktail like whatever mm-hmm. So thank God you were able to push past that. I know that's, like, super hard, especially at such a young age. Yeah, and I mean, it is it is still, like, pretty hard. I mean, especially, I get a lot of anxiety, like, the night before makeup or, like, mm. the morning of. Like, even this morning, like, the girls coming in today wanted, like, super colorful looks, and I was super nervous. Like, I knew that I could do it, but I just psyched myself out, and it turned out great. Like Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I went... Yeah. I went to Sophie... Uh, just a little background, like, I went to a wedding with Sophie, like, two weekends ago, and mm-hmm. I just sat there. I didn't do, like, I obviously wasn't, like, blending bronzer. God, that would not be good because <laughs> I'm not a makeup person. But, um, yeah, so, like, you were super nervous, and I was like, girl, you're going to kill it. Like, yeah. you kill it every time. So you just got to be confident in yourself. But I can't imagine, like, because this podcast is just for fun. Like, it's it's not making money. It's it's literally purely just for fun. And, right. Um, so, like, I guess the added pressure would be there for you. Mm -hmm. So also like, what are your kind of future goals for the brand? Um, well, obviously I want to go like to college. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of want to do something in business and marketing Mm -hmm. school wise. And then, um, after college or even like during college, if it's even a possibility, I want to like go to cosmetology school and get licensed and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, just because that's always a good thing to have, um, and then eventually open, like, not, like, I don't like to call it, like, a salon, but kind of just a place where, like, for prom or wedding, like, a place where you can come and, like, get everything in one place, like, hair, nails, tan, makeup, like, um, and I want to do it out of, like, a big city, and then eventually, make it, not necessarily, like, a huge chain, but, like, I want to have different locations, right, yeah. yeah, that's really smart. Like, I think that's really wise because I know, like, when I went to Mocktail, I was, like, getting my spray tan here, getting my makeup done here, mm-hmm. getting my hair done here, like, getting my hair done in Franklin, and then spray tan in Murfreesboro. Like, you know, it was just crazy. So, like, that's a really good idea um, to have it all in one place. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of want to, like, obviously talk about the, your brand, talk about that, but I also want to talk about mental health mm-hmm. because, like we said, that's kind of how we met and that's how... Right. Like, I feel like that's a big thing in both of our lives, um, just, like, recovery and, um, you know, depression, anxiety, and getting through that. So, um, what are your future goals, do you think, for yourself? Um, hmm. Honestly, just finding, like, peace in mm-hmm. the person that I am and obviously, like, still, like, trying to get healthier and, like, promote a healthy lifestyle, which I'm working on for sure. Um, But even, like, if I'm not where I want to be, like, um, kind of just 
accepting the fact, like, I am where I am and, like... Giving yourself so much grace. Right. And it's not, like, an overnight thing and I'm going to make mistakes. Right. Um, but just... Honestly, just, like, letting myself, like, be and, like, accepting who I am, where I am. Something that I've been doing, um, that I haven't really talked about before, but something I've been doing, like, this week is sometimes if I sit here and I tell myself, like, oh, I'm in recovery, then I give myself too much room to be, like, well, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna use X behavior. Right, because, right. because you're like, well, I'm recovering, like, it's, it's yeah, just it's part fine. of the process. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, I can use X behavior three times a week instead of every day, and that's recovery because I'm not doing it as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. When and I did that for so long, and I was thinking, and I was like, you know, girl, you can hold yourself to a higher standard than that. Like, yeah. uh, so basically what I've been doing, I talked to my therapist about it yesterday, and I basically was like, I'm in, re- I'm recovered. I am recovered. I'm I'm not recovered, but I'm having that mindset that I, I'm recovered. And, and so, it's just maintaining, like, that recovery mindset. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, so I'm not allowing myself to be, like... And, like, if I mess up, if I slip up or whatever, I'm going to give myself so much grace. Like, yesterday, I used a behavior, and I was like, you know, girl, just do some self-care. I literally put on a face mask, took a shower. Like, mm-hmm. I did self-care because of it, and I didn't. I wasn't hard on myself when it could have very well ruined my day like it would in the past. I, and... I, you know, I talked about it with my therapist, and we got it all settled out, and the reason why I did it, whatever. So, yeah, it's just, I'm trying to be in the mindset, like, I'm recovered, because in if I say I'm in recovery, I give myself too much room, and it's, it's not for everyone, it's just for me specifically, like, I give myself too much room to slip up and be like, oh, well, that's fine, when... In reality, a lapse after a lapse after a lapse leads to a relapse. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how that works. So. Right. Right. And I would say, like, in my, at least, like, with my eating disorder, I would say I'm definitely, like, technically, like, recovered because I'm not, like, using the same, like, habits that I used to do. Um, but, I mean, I do, like, slip up here and there. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's just all about... Like, even if you think you're fine, like, always keeping an eye out and, like, recognizing, like, okay, like, well, my mind is telling me this, but, like, that's obviously wrong. Like, that's, like, my past self-talking and trying to get through. Yeah, exactly. And, like, that's, like, your eating disorder, your whatever, whatever you struggle with, that's that person talking. And it's really important to separate yourself from that person because I remember, like, having a core belief about myself that I'm a mean person because I talk so mean to myself and I'm, like wait, but Sarah's not a mean person. Sarah wouldn't do that. Right. Sarah wouldn't, you know, bully so, like bully myself like this, but it's my eating disorder that did. So um, I think it's important to do that. And, like, I don't know. I am just trying to hold myself to a higher standard than I have in the past because truth is I got in this pattern of relapsing every three months. Mm-hmm. And I'd go to treatment, relapse, go back. Relapse, go back. So... It was a nasty pattern, and I'm so ready to break it, um, probably more than now more than ever. And and also, now that I'm saying like I'm recovered or whatever, that doesn't mean I'm going to stop going to therapy weekly. It doesn't mean I'm going to stop seeing my dietitian weekly. It just means I am just personally holding myself to higher standard, but I'm still taking, I'm still taking all the steps as if I was working in recovery. I'm not just going to be like, I'm recovered, so I'm going to stop. Right, and that was a thing. I mean, that's what happened to me just like – right as we speak like I 
within the over the last few months like over like quarantine honestly mm-hmm. I was like well I'm in such a good space like I'm not like having any problems or mm-hmm. anything and then mm-hmm. I kind of just like stopped going to therapy and stopped really like being mindful and watching out for like habits mm-hmm. um and I just within like the last few days I just realized like I've been getting like really anxious about like stuff that I don't even need to be worrying about and like just that right. like my body image has gotten like a lot worse and so I just like realized like okay like I need to go back like I probably shouldn't have ever stopped going just because like it's not a weak thing to go get help even when you aren't like even when you aren't like on the edge like needing help so bad sometimes in therapy like I'll sit down she'll be like all right what's up this week and I'll be like nothing yeah, literally. I'll be like, and nothing happened. I know, and that happened, like, the past three times that I went, like, I was totally fine, so I was like, okay, I guess I don't need to go anymore, and right. I, like, I, like, got off my meds and stuff, and, like, obviously I didn't, like, go crazy, but, like, I just, within the last few days, I'm like, okay, I probably need to go back on that, like, I was probably well, on them for a reason. Even, <laughs> like, if, even if you're not, like, super struggling, it's like, like, for example. Like, if you're doing good, why not, like, keep doing the things that Allow you, you to yeah. do good, yes, exactly, like this past therapy session, I, like, told my therapist, I was like, it's our friend anniversary. I was like, I met you last year this time. It's our friend anniversary. So we literally talked about our friend anniversary. <laughs> but she was like, you know, we're not, like, actual friends. And I was like, yeah, but, like, it's our anniversary, Like, therapy yeah. anniversary. So that's what we talked about for an hour. So, and, like, even the small things about, like, I, you know, both of me and Sophie are going into college, like, after this year, after senior year. So, um, just talking about, like, college decisions, what I want to do with my life. I, right. I want to be a therapist, so I just basically asked my therapist, I was like, kind of what process did you have to go to, go through to get where you are now? And she just told me, she was like, you know, grad school, whatever. And um, so I basically just asked her about that. It's it's not even that I was – and the funny thing is, like, a, a week before that, I was, like, crying in the session. Mm-hmm. And so – like, I might be doing good for, like, a couple of weeks, but then I'll have a slip-up, and I'll be really upset about myself. And then, you know, like, it doesn't mean that I need to stop therapy or need to stop going to see my dietitian. Because that's what my – I think that's a common misconception because my dad, I remember I was doing good, and he was like – and he's great. I love my dad. But he was like, you know, maybe we should stop doing dietitian because he didn't realize kind of – because – for me, my dietitian is specialized in eating disorders and my therapist is not. Mm-hmm. But my therapist deals with anxiety and depression, so that's why I go for her. And then uh, my um, dietitian like, specializes in eating disorders. Mm-hmm. And I told my dad that, and he was like, oh, look, I didn't even realize that, like, they do separate things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, like, just because I'm doing good doesn't mean I need to stop. Yeah, and even, like, I think, like, people think that like a dietitian is just like okay they give you like a meal plan or whatever Mm. and then you walk out but like it really is they do like know what they're talking about and have a lot of good like inside and input and Mm -hmm. like they're good at recognizing behaviors that like aren't good because I remember I used I don't see a dietitian anymore but like in eighth grade um I was, it was really bad, and I, like, went in to go see a dietitian, and, like, a lot of the things that, like, I thought were normal that I did, or, like, the way that I thought about, like, Right, because you don't know different. Like, my mindset, she was like, girl, what? She was like, what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> well, my dietitian is specialized in haze, and for y'all that don't know, it's health at every size. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm from Russia, so I'm not gonna look like 
Like, just because I might be in a bigger body or whatever, I love my body, but, you know, just because I'm in a bigger body, that does not mean I'm unhealthy. That is not. Right. I have no physical health issues. And, you know, part of recovery is gaining weight because, honestly, the way I like to think about it is I would rather be X amount of pounds overweight but be able to eat pizza with my friends Mm -hmm. than being um, underweight or a normal weight and not being able to eat pizza. And, like, just for me in that mindset, um, and obviously some of my behaviors went into gaining weight, but also recovery, like, went into it too. And I have this thing where, like, or a lot of people in recovery have this thing where your body doesn't trust you yet. Right. Because you're using so many behaviors, and then you go to you go from, like, cold turkey, you check in a treatment, you're, like, not using behaviors anymore. And then, you know, when you're out of treatment, you might start using them a little bit again, and then you might stop, and then you might start using them again. So your body doesn't know what is going on. Yeah. And your body does not trust you. It does not know. It's Your your weight is going to fluctuate because it doesn't know, like, am I, am, I, am I eating tomorrow or am I not? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't know. So I'm trying to get to a place where my body trusts me, and it's hard because... I don't always think about that when I'm in the moment, like, hey, if you do this, then your body's going to be further from trusting you, but I've started writing little reminders on my phone of, like, hey, girl, like, um, take steps to recovery today, take steps for your body to trust you today, and so I've just been really doing that lately and just making sure that my body trusts me, um, I'm kind of ranting, but yeah, so, um, so how has your struggles with mental health shaped you as a person do you think um honestly mm, well like I think freshman year it was definitely like the lowest of the low like whenever I was on treatment and stuff and Mm. sometimes I think like gosh I wish I could take it all back but then like I snap Mm. out of it and I'm like it has taught me so much not just about like myself but like in treatment like I learned so much about other people yes and I feel like I, I'm always the friend that, like, people go to for, like, advice because, like, I feel like I've been through a lot more than some people our age have. Obviously, right. I haven't been through the most, but, like... But, yeah, like, um, you've got experience in that, I have like, a lot field. of, like, insight and just being thankful for, like, what I have and, like, the life that I'm able to live and, like, mm-hmm. um, I just think that it has definitely shaped me into a better person, like... And being more patient and understanding. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, then no, I totally agree. And about like meeting other people and understanding them more is like so big because I remember I went into treatment when I was around, I would say 15. So I went into treatment and my priorities were just all off. So, sorry, there's a car outside. I don't know if y'all can hear that. <laughs> but, um, Sorry, guys. I'm telling my dad to stop being so loud. But anyways, I went into treatment, and my pri- my priorities were, like, um, they basically were just saying, like, oh, I want to be popular, and I want to be the it girl, and I want to be, you know, a model, and, like, girl, like, what? And mm-hmm. then... I went into treatment, and I met, like, some of the quote-unquote weird kids, which are the freaking coolest people ever. Yeah. Let me tell you, they are so cool. And I don't know why they even got labeled that. It's so stupid. But, like, anyways, met them, and I was like, oh, my God. And they're, like, my best friends now. So I was like, 
you all are so cool so it's like it made me understand like why people act the way they do and like why I act the way I did and I realized in middle school that I was just hurting I was just I was like my priorities were like that because I was just in a really bad place I know I was in middle school I mean I at the time I was thinking like okay like I'm like living the dream like I'm in like the the best group like it's just I was Mm. doing everything I wanted to do and then one day I just realized like I'm not happy and like I will like look back at pictures of me then and I'm like literally my first thought is always like oh my god I was so skinny but like Mm. and then I like look at my face and I like I can literally just like see in my eyes I'm like gosh like I was so sad and so sick and yeah like I posted about this on Instagram and I said you know I look back at this picture and my first initial thought was like I wish I looked like that and then I look really at that picture and I'm like my face is gray my eyes look lifeless and I remember how much I edited those pictures too. right like I took I actually posted this picture and it was side by side of me and recovery versus I know me. I saw that yeah versus me and my eating disorder and I was like I it's it was at the same time same like I had makeup on in both pictures mm-hmm. and I, my face was gray and I was like what like what so I always have to remind myself like if I look at like my therapist always tells me if I look back at a body from like eighth grade and I'm like oh I wish it looked like that and then my therapist is like well but what had what did you have to go through to get there exactly like what was behind the scenes of that picture and that's where I'm at like now I'm kind of realizing um that like I can get back to like that but it'll take longer and I'll just feel better afterwards if I don't do it like the way I did before yeah exactly and it's also like accepting where you are because that's where the true growth will come um accepting where you are in this current body because I really feel like the body your body is just a vessel for your soul Mm -hmm. you know like and it's just the thing that carries me on earth and lets me experience life. So, and I also always tell myself, I'm like, you don't want to be on your deathbed thinking I, like, spent my entire life wishing my ass looked good in jeans. Yeah, literally. Like, you don't want to be sitting on your deathbed being like, well, I spent my entire life worrying about my thighs if they were bigger than the boy next to me. Like, no thank you. I want to spend my life traveling and having fun and, you know, having a family and whatever. So... I don't know, it's just stuff you always think about, but I think we're going to wrap up because I don't even know how long this has been. I don't know. I don't know either. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but I feel like it's probably flown by. I know. Um, I think it's probably been like 30 minutes. Yeah. So, anyways, thank you so much, Sophie, You're for welcome. coming on the pod. <laughs> I, I try to sound cool and I'm like the pod but then I'm like that's so weird the pod, the pod. so I'm like oh man but yeah so I, I did that earlier on the phone I was like I was like Sophie's coming over to film the pod and then I was oh. like cast <laughs> so yeah so thank you so much You're I hope welcome. you guys enjoyed this episode but yeah I will talk to y'all another time <laughs> yes